As the number of electric vehicles grows in New Zealand, the need for greater charging availability is also increasing. In this episode of EV Quest Podcast, I'm talking with Stephanie Smiths O'Callaghan, co-founder of Hikatron. Hikatron is a Hamilton-based company focused on providing smart electrical charging solutions that are designed and built in New Zealand. Kia Stephanie. Hi, thanks oh, for having me. Great, 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 great to have you here. Um, I guess to maybe just start off, what made you want to start the business and in Hamilton? Yes, that's a very good question because I think you'll um, tell straight away from my accent I'm not actually from New Zealand originally. I'm from the UK, but I have married a Kiwi, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> but I guess the story goes back um, to when we first started driving electric vehicles. Um, that was actually in, in London and in the UK. Um, and we sort of experienced that EV adoption wave over there, myself and my husband, who's also a co-founder of Hikadron. And um, when we came to New Zealand, it was a little bit like stepping back in time, not to sort of hint anything there, but it was sort of an opportunity that we saw a real gap in the market here in the EV charging space, specifically in destination charging, as we call it. So charging while your car is parked. Um, and so we went about sort of investigating what it would take for us to sort of set up a business. Um, I've probably always underestimated when you start a startup how much work goes into it. But um, yeah, as I said, we saw that gap in the market and um, we yeah started this company in 2020, basically. Yes, that's not long, but obviously, I mean, I've seen a lot of your work already out there in media and everything. Um, so what have you done? A few things. Oh, like, for example, the council. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that, haven't you? What's happened there? Yeah, so I guess since 2020, again, a bit of a journey to get to our first council contract. But um, the journey sort of started when we got here was to sort of um, go about finding a provider that could supply us with an EV charger. That actually didn't work. We spoke to a lot of providers um, and we found very quickly out that we wanted to supply something that was very different to what was on the market. So true Kiwi fashion. My husband was like, well, we, we've got to build it ourselves. Um, so I guess that um, sort of took us to Hamilton where, well, we were based in Hamilton anyway, but um, there's a lot of sort of building and fabricating going on in Hamilton. So it was actually a really amazing place to start a business like that. Um, he also was trying to get someone to do all the smarts and the software because with EV chargers, they need to be smart. Um, they need to have all that sort of backend uh, system. And he said, you know, it can't be that hard. I think my friend Larry could do it. And so... I said, well, why don't you ask Larry? <laughs> and so that's the third co-founder. So between the three of us, um, we sort of design and build the charges in Hamilton. Um, and my background's in town planning um, and real estate. And so um, I was able to sort of set out and find sites, um, speak to councils, like you said, to basically say, can we use land to install charges so that we can provide public charging infrastructure? And so I guess between us, we have the full capabilities to design, build, and then also install and manage charges going forward. So we're quite an efficient little team, really. Yeah, how many in the team now? So we're the three co-founders, but we also have a sort of team of uh, partners that we work with. Um, so quite, still quite lean, considering we've got about 100 charge points in operation at the moment. So we're very proud of that achievement. Um, and so, yeah, still quite lean. But So a lot of it is sort of outsourcing. So fabrication is done by Foster Engineering, for example. We get our lids made in Tauranga um, and we assemble everything in Hamilton. So 
um, still quite lean. The big bottlenecks are really sort of getting sites agreed and sort of getting new connections with with uh, EDBs and things like that, lines companies. So the bottleneck at the moment isn't really with production. Um, we're still kind of on top of that. Um, and as we grow, we'll just scale that with outsourcing to sort of large companies. But we are really keen on keeping it in New Zealand. Um, the reason being is one, it's all about charger reliability when you go into public um, charging infrastructure. Um, in I think in Europe and even in New Zealand now, we're going away from range anxiety. I think everyone that has an EV, after about two or three weeks, they get over the range anxiety. You know your EV will make it there. But the next problem is charger anxiety. So yeah, yeah. Will the charger actually work when we get there? And that's literally what we're trying to build our business model around is yeah. really. I've heard a few people say that. They're not so worried about your car now. It's just they're worried about the charger they're driving up to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so our key focus is availability and reliability. Yeah. And you've got a partnership with, is it with Mercury? Yes. Yeah. So Mercury, we're really keen and interested in what we're doing. I guess we're in the business of selling on-selling power um, because we're sort of installing charging infrastructure and charging users to use the infrastructure. And so Mercury um, was, yeah, like I said, very interested. So they're helping us promote um, the charging infrastructure, EV, EV sort of information, but also finding new sites and leads like that. So they're just keen to support a startup, basically, which sure. is great. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Was there been any sort of major challenges from like, for, for building locally? Um, I think actually building, we that was actually an advantage, especially through COVID, all the supply chain problems, yeah. things like that. We actually were in a, at an advantage. Also, because we build them all ourselves, we can change suppliers if we needed to. If there was sort of, we're not getting on with certain suppliers, we could very quickly pivot. And I guess that's the beauty of being sort of uh, vertically integrated. You can do, make those decisions quite quickly. And what is the unit? What's the power and yep. all the tech? So we base our system on seven kilowatt at the moment, but we have got a new version coming out, which is going to be up to 22 kilowatt. So very much staying within the AC charging space for our units. Um, and that really is perfectly suited for destination charging. So things like workplace, destinations, car parks, um, really charging anywhere where you're going to be parked anywhere. And that's the locations we're targeting. And those sorts of speeds match that perfectly. So within three to four hours, you'll get sort of a really significant charge, basically. That, yeah. And they're relatively easy to install. Yeah, that's another thing is that I think AC charging is a lot more easier to install in terms of the cost, but also the power requirements. When you compare it to things like fast charging and DC charges, it's just a whole other level of cost and complexity when you're looking at that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I read you're coming to Tauranga as well. Was it? Is it right? Yeah, we are. So we're just uh, we're actively looking uh, for sites. We're speaking to a few landowners, um, and I guess we're sort of yeah we focused our efforts on the what we call the golden triangle. So uh, Hamilton, we've really sort of expanded there. We've got a few sites in in Auckland, and yeah, Tauranga's our our next focus as well. Which is quite cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, which kind of takes us on to um, another reason you're in, ta- well, the reason you're in Tauranga today is the Shift Hub. Yes. Which is a partnership with several players. We've got a couple of Priority One, Upco, Locky Dock, Farm Auto Village, Go To Car Share, and yourselves. Yep. And what's, well, I guess, what is the Shift Hub? What's your involvement with that? Yeah, no, it's, it's a very exciting project. Um, sort of all, um, coordinated by Priority One. Um, they had this real vision to basically showcase two businesses, um, options for improving your sustainability within your business today, basically. What can we do today um, that can really nail it? And I think the Shift Hub was a specific focus on the commute. I think in Tauranga, there is a lot of sort of congestion. There's a lot of sort of... There's dirt- definitely congestion. <laughs> and, and dirty vehicles to support that. 
Um, obviously, an orange cone. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of infrastructure going in. Um, obviously, EVs don't help with congestion, but if you're going to have to use a car, we sort of want to promote that you're using a clean, clean vehicle as well. And as part of that comes uh, EV charging. And I think um, a lot of the time when we talk about EVs, there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Um, and I think having uh, a place where you can go experience solutions, be it car share, be it EV charging, EVs, electric bikes, scooters, um, really kind of alleviates that sort of anxiety if you can go and test them, speak to people on the ground. Um, and these are some solutions that we can implement today. You know, these aren't just future mm. Yeah. Yeah, they've all been going a while. Exactly. Yeah. Did you get gain any insights yourself from Yeah, so it's gonna be running for a whole month. So businesses can yeah. uh, book in to have a have a go on all these sort of solutions. Um and yeah, the insights being is that I think there is a real hunger for change. Um but again that like I said, there's that uncertainty. So um I think the more businesses can do about, you know, getting more information about the options, the better really. So it really gives them that opportunity. It's brilliant. Okay. What questions do you get from businesses who are looking at, what's the sort of the main questions you get? Yeah, so EV charging is kind of one what product to install. Um, there's a lot of different types of charger. You can have quite simple chargers, but then, you know, there's also smart chargers that can do things like load management. So there's very much sort of that uncertainty about what, what to go for, but also, um, you know, how do we get them installed? Where's the best place to put them in a car park? You know, you don't want to be running cables from one end to the other if you don't need to. So having that sort of guidance um, and expertise on where to best put them is really, really important. So those are the most common questions I'd say. Yep. Traffic is a problem in this town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but I think there's definitely things we can do. And even if it's not an everyday solution, even if you do it one, once or twice a week, um, you know, people should just do do something small. Yes. It all adds up. Yeah. Um, and could you maybe talk about destination charging more as a mm. terminal? terminology oh and other cars I, was, I read something you'd done about the v2h and v2g yes yeah okay so two separate things so i guess destination charging is really our big push um i think we're quite lucky in new zealand in the sense that we can look to other markets more developed markets and see you know what's going on there and what sort of you know that's almost like a crystal ball into what probably is going to be coming to new zealand um and what we see over there is a lot of sort of fast charging hubs so big almost like petrol scent station charging hubs in terms of fast charging. And then everywhere and everywhere is dotted sort of uh, destination charging. And that is charging while your car is parked. Um, I guess the problem with fast charging is that it's never going to be that fast. Um, it's never going to be like a five minute petrol fill up model. I think if yeah. we look to the future, um, the, far, the far, always faster charger is not going to happen. Um, so we're always going to have to deal with that 20 minute fill up. Um, and 20 minutes isn't actually that convenient. <laughs> um, it's, you know, not a lot of people could have that time. So if we can charge while we're doing other things, that's actually way faster because I never have to wait then. So yeah. that's the real motto we're pushing is ABC, always be charging. Always be charging. Yes. Well, we, oh, sorry. Yeah. And the, the other question was the vehicle to... V, vehicle to VTH, VTG. Yeah. So vehicle to grid, um, which is where we can use our cars to basically su support the grid. Um, I think there's, that's probably a little longer way off because there's a lot of things that need to line up for that to happen. So cars need to be able to charge us, but also the grids need to be able to sort of handle that. We can't just be sending powered back into the grid if they're not ready for it. Um, and then also, so but then I think vehicle to, to home is way more exciting and almost something that could be implemented a lot sooner. Um, and that is when we um, use our EVs to basically supplement 
peak times of, of in our home or, or any time any type of sort of energy required in the home so for example you could come home with your ev it might be sort of pretty full and you could almost supplement your home cooking or heating in that peak time where energy is very expensive um, with only using a small portion of your battery and then that can recharge overnight so I think that's really exciting. I think when we look at EVs, it does open up that sort of possibility for all these new technologies. Um, and there's some exciting stuff on the way, I think. Yeah, it's all very early days, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. But huge possibilities. Um, What's happening yeah. in the UK then since you're... Yeah, from there. Yeah, I think at the moment, there's just been absolute massive push with getting charges in the ground um, and real sort of big infrastructure with hubs and, and hubs attached to sort of meeting places as well. Because I think a lot of the time, where there is a petrol station might not be the perfect location for an EV charging hub. Because um, there just needs to be a little bit more to do. There needs to be more space to charge a lot more cars at the same time because it is going to be around about that 20-minute stopover. Are they sort of all on board over there or is it full resistance? Um, you always got the two <laughs> two sides. I don't think you can say all on board. But You're trying to stop that, was it 2030? That yes. Supposed to stop the petrol I think it was overturned though and I think it's still set in stone oh, okay. for that, yeah. Um, but I think you're always going to have a bit of pushback. Change is really hard for people to get their head around. Um, you know, it's not easy. Uh, and that's where I think EVs are a little bit of a change. It is a little bit different driving an EV to a petrol vehicle. You know, you don't have to go fill up at the petrol forecourt. You can do it in a lot of other places at home, at work. Um, and that takes a bit of a habit change. Yeah. And on the top of a car, since I like to talk about the, the cars, you've got an EV. A Mini, yes. How's that? BMW car? Mini. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, I actually started off my EV journey, well, my husband has a Tesla Model S, that was our first vehicle we got in 2017, and um, that's great, you know, it's a sedan, he, but it was very much his car, um, and when I was living in London, I didn't really have to drive that much, there's a lot of public transport, It wasn't. he was the one that was commuting with the vehicle, so although I sort of drove the Tesla, I didn't really sort of experience the charging infrastructure and things about, as much as him, and I probably wasn't as sort of savvy with all the terminology, Came to New Zealand and got a Nissan Leaf, which is probably one of the most popular yeah. vehicles here. Uh, loved it. But yeah, my very quickly saw that the Mini Electric was available. And, you know, being from the UK, I've got my mum's German. I was like, this is the car for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's much, much different driving experience. It's really got that BMW feel. Um, I think I was saying to you earlier, I think the specs are a bit similar to the John Cooper work. So it's really nippy really sticks to the ground it's great on those new zealand curvy roads <laughs> corners so um yeah no i love it it's good is it practical is it practical so i think if i was comparing it to like say the model three i think it's a bit more practical uh, because you've got the hatchback so i can get quite a lot in the boat with all the sort of chairs folded down and everything it's 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 okay in terms of carrying people probably not so much because i've got the, <laughs> the two doors um for access but um yeah, I I still love it. Um, and it's it's pretty capable, pretty efficient. Um, 33 kilowatt battery um, can get about 230Ks out of that. Um, I think this, this sort of kilometer racing on the dial is a little bit too conservative. It always says it's way under, but I've pushed it and it, it does it does stay quite efficient. So. so today you've driven from Hamilton to here. Yeah, and I've topped up in between while I was at another meeting um, just, just to be sure to get back because I think... Yeah, I probably wouldn't quite make it back, but well, ish. But yeah, you, I I like topping up when I go when I go back because you have to do the hill. Oh, I was going to say going down. Ways. Yeah, not a place yeah. to get stuck. Exactly. At the best of times. No, exactly. So 
Yeah. Or maybe just I should talk about your app. Yes. Yep, exactly. How does, how does that work? Yeah, so a lot of people actually ask me who don't have an electric car, how do we pay for yeah. <laughs> for charging up? Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of it is app-based, not just for Heatron, but for most providers. Um, so yeah, our app is very simple. You can download it. Uh, you sort of sign up a bit like an Uber or a Lime Scooter app with an email address or password, and then it's a credit-based system. So you top up with some credit on the app. And then you can pay for your charging sessions just through the app, basically. And, and that's really important because you don't want to have to have a dongle yeah, or yeah. have to pre-sign up to use the infrastructure. You want to be able to sign up there and then. So no dongles? No, just nothing. No, just the app for now. Oh, that's but we are sort of playing around with, you know, other features that might speed those processes up because we've got full control. Um, You know, those things are sort of within our capability to change. So, yeah. Is it getting more competitive in the... In the EV charge. Yeah, there's always competition, but I think um, because we're vertically integrated and we build everything yes. ourselves, um, we have that capability to really pivot and change what we do. Um, and like I was saying to you earlier, availability and reliability is going to really be the sort of turning point for customers in the future. Um, just because I would travel a little bit further if I knew I could go to a charger that was reliable and always available. So, <laughs> so that's really what's going to turn people's um, heads when we're in charging infrastructure. And people will rely on the ones that are working. Yes, it's good. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to cover off? Um, anything else? Any? I guess, uh, yeah, maybe just talking a little bit about our other side of the business. So, not only so we do install EV charging infrastructure, so that's the public charging network, so anyone can turn up and use those chargers. We also have another side of the business that's uh, our lease model, so that's where we sort of help fleet and commercial charging. So. If you want full control over the charger, you might also want to, you know, for fleet charging, you might be offering free free power to your fleet. Then we can install the chargers on a fee for a monthly fee, basically. Um, and we act as your EV charging partner. So we do two sides. So we lease the charging infrastructure and we also install public chargers as part of the network. Oh, that's good because I read that. I'm mm -hmm. sure we have to lease them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a bit it's a bit like leasing your car. Why Why would you want to lease your car and not your infrastructure. So we offer that basically, just the charger. The installation does have to be covered by the um, landowner because that's just cabling and wires that stays with the property. Yeah. But um, yeah, we lease the chargers to businesses and that's a pretty popular model actually. How much is it? 79 a month plus just. <laughs> so not too bad, yeah. yeah. And then you have all the sort of software included in that and also all the backend management portal and things like that. So you can see all your sessions and, and all that stuff. So full capabilities and um, you can do things like load management. You can also uh, choose who gets billed and who doesn't. So you might have one charger where your staff need to be subsidized for the cost of charging and then the fleet want to charge for free, for example, and you might want guests to be at a full rate, for example. So we can handle all that billing in the back end. Isn't it's it? really cool. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll just finish on maybe one tip for the potential car EV buyer or business about charging mm -hmm. what's one th the most important thing yeah I've got a bit a good top tip so um once you get your EV or even before um I would take time to try out charging infrastructure when you're not in a panic or not under pressure <laughs> so do it do it on a Sunday afternoon where you've got ample time you've got ample charge in your battery you're not stressed um and go have a play you know sign up to the apps um get them working get them you know, get them, get yourself charging, 
in on no pressure because <laughs> it's yeah. it's the worst thing if you're under pressure you're literally on nearly on like one percent and you're trying to get these things going and it's just so much stress so i think yeah do it in your time in your own time where you have time and you have a lot of charge in your battery <laughs> okay stephanie thank you for your great. time that was thank great thank you so much for having me